anybody else wants to come with me, this moment will be the moment of something real and fun and inspiring. And we will do it together. Hello and welcome to Cruising Together, the podcast program that is real, fun, and inspiring, and we're episode by episode we talk about the movies of one Tom Cruise in chronological order. I am one of your hosts, Greg Schiegel. I'm your other host, Chris Jeruso. And we are joined today by our guest, Randall Trang. Hello, Randall. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. That's why I said welcome. <laughs> right, Chris? Yes. It's inherent to the, to the nature of welcoming is the word welcome. I feel overly welcome now. You're more than welcome. Should I leave? <laughs> Overly welcome? No, no. We have not disinvited you. I think he wants us to be a little more rude to him. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Let me go dump out his water. <laughs> Just dump it out on him? That'd make it even more rude. That'd be... That'd be double... It might rude. go too far. <laughs> that'd be microphone. all caps rude. Yeah. Dude, ruin your microphone. Yeah, don't ruin my microphone. I won't. Okay. We've all agreed. I'll dump it in the sink. Perfect. Perfect. But then you got to have Randall's head under the sink. Why would I do that? I don't know. So that you wouldn't ruin the microphone or the the floor. Well, he probably still have the microphone in his hand. I don't know. You just told me to keep this microphone near me at all times. Yeah, you said to keep it close to his mouth. I was was given specific instructions by Greg to to keep this microphone with me at all times. I don't know. (laughs) So... So he's doing his uh, Raymond impression from Rain Man. No, I was doing. But this is the wrong episode. I was doing. I know what you were doing. I know you were doing that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But then I realized if I said Korea, it wouldn't make sense given that we're talking about born on the 4th of July today, which is more about Vietnam. Mm. And that's how it's pronounced, right? It's a little bit about Vietnam. Vietnam. He switches in the the movie between (laughs) pronouncing it incorrectly and correctly. That's true. I think so what is correct? I, I think Vietnam comes when you're like more angry and it's more of like a like a you're yelling about it. At the beginning, you pronounce it Vietnam and he's cuz he's of one mind at the beginning of the movie. But what's the correct pronunciation? Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. But you the, the accent is on Viet. What right? do you mean? Or is it Vietnam? Vietnam. We're accepting that it's Nam, but what about the first part? I have to. Can, should I call my parents or? Can we get them on the line? That'd be incredible. <laughs> I don't have the technology to do that. No. Can you do an impression of your parents? Would you do an impression of your parents? I feel like that would be borderline offensive. <laughs> well, this is the thing is because w- w- I am Chinese American, but my parents are um, they're from Vietnam, but we are Chinese in ethnic background. So I feel like if I were to do a Vietnamese impression, it would just come off as super racist. And that's different than Hmong Chinese. Yeah, yeah. No, Hmong, Hmong people are totally, like, they're, they're seen as kind of like a, a different people. Because they're from a different island. Yeah, they're diff- so different place. Like Laos. That's well, from that th- those from people are Laotian. Right, but it's yeah. like Laos. Are the Hmong people the... In that it's an ethnicity? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were, they the, were they the culture examined in the Clint Eastwood movie about his car? Yeah, that's right. Yep, the Hmong people. H-M-O-N-G. Yeah. Oh, that's the one where he's the old man. Yeah, Gran yeah. Torino. Gran Torino. That's, yep. it. Gran Tur- that's the one where he's an old man. Yeah. 
and he still he still calls them all by uh, the the offensive term used for Vietnamese people, which is used frequently in Born of Born of the G word, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, we'll refrain from using it. But he we're, he learns because we're a different right? G word. We're gentlemen. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah, I guess you're Greg, so you're R U G, and you're G man. Yeah. You're. Russo. I don't have a G. And you're Trang. It ends with a G. That's yeah. true. So we've all got a little G in us. <laughs> hey, my my uh, junior varsity baseball team's outfield. We call ourselves the G Force. Ah, oh. because because uh, there's mostly Vietnamese kids it, on the team. Because it was me, Jeruso. Yeah. Nate Goodman, also with a G, and Kevin Young. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of like what we have going here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, it is very uncommon for someone to have my last name that ends with a G. As usual, it's Tran. You see, when you see Vietnamese people with my last name, it's more T R A N. So, how'd you get that G? Would you Chinese. Bribe to get that it's G? a Chinese name, right? Well, no, it's not. Well, here's the here's the thing. Uh-oh. Is that oh, there's a my thing. family? Um, they, my father changed his last name, and I think the statute of limitations has gone out on this. But <laughs> he changed his last name. He changed his identity basically when he came over to the states. Um, actually, I think it was before that when he was in Vietnam. It was to it was basically to avoid him being detected by the Vietnamese government, so that um, he wouldn't be uh, drafted into the war over there. So he changed his his name and his identity completely. He was he was like Han Sing Lu Lu being a Chinese last name, and he changed it completely to um, David Trang, which is a uh, just a random beat. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, a it's like that's like when they changed because he changed his name to David. Yeah, they changed Bruce Banner's name to David for the Hulk television show. You saying my dad is? The does Hulk? he have an anger I problem? I think he's like the Hulk. Yeah. Does he have an anger? Pro- How many pairs of purple like, pants does your dad he, own? He, and he has <laughs> he has traveled around the world and searched for a more peaceful life. That's true. And he's found it. Yeah, well done. And that's, he has all good. those purple pants. Yeah, and all those stretchy purple pants. Yeah, that never rip. So all is the it? Way. I just realized this now. We watched this movie about the Vietnam War. You yeah. tell me this story. Mm-hmm. Is this weird serendipity? We're just like, what are these guys doing having me watch this movie? <laughs> I, never, I never thought of it that way because I'm pretty sure you don't. Uh, Chris does because. I, I knew, like, he, he told me a very elaborate story about his, how his father got here and his mother. I forgot the part that they were in Vietnam for a while. Yeah. Because they didn't start out in Vietnam. They weren't born in Vietnam. Right. But well, the Vietnam War is the whole reason I'm here in the states. They are war. Ref- My parents aren't, aren't just immigrants. They are they are classified as war refugees. There's every possibility your dad could have been in a fight with Ron Kovic. <laughs> he was like 12. No, there's, there's no chance. What are you talking about? Because we saw Ron what Ron Kovic did. Killed. There was, killed yeah, there killed was a little Wilson. baby. There was a little baby that was not yet dead. That's true. He could have been. Wrong. He, 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 there's no way he could have been that crying baby because my dad's family is gigantic. Yeah. I'm just saying, in theory, yeah, we only saw one of Ron Kovic's missions, two. Mm. Theoretically, he was there for like a couple of years but before we caught up. Your dad wasn't just like a ki- wasn't like a young kid when he. No, he was. He was. He was, he was like, old enough to. Um, he was going swimming out to the boats and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I tell? I guess you can't just drop that without me telling the story. No, this is I like just the drop. <laughs> yeah, this is, that's like the teaser. Yeah, that's a teaser. You All can right. listen to Randy's podcast. <laughs> Which cast. No, look, this is only if you're comfortable telling the story. No, because no, it's I'm totally comfortable telling it. 
I'll tell part of it because I am still trying to save some of it. Yeah, save it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's got stories in him. Yeah. Don't burn your stories. No, but he's right. also saving it for a rainy day. Storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, he's make a comic book about it. Right, right. Yeah. So we don't want to burn the material. I'm saying save it. We have a movie to talk about. We can really get into That's it. That's true. We can run the hypothetical. What if? But it's up to, it's up what to if Randy. Da- what if David Trang and Ron Kovic <laughs> were hanging out in Mexico? Well, at this wedding you have to go to in Mexico, <laughs> oh they'd, my God. they'd probably get into an argument about how many. <laughs> or when babies this is released, killed. the wedding you'll have just gone to. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. My brother's getting married in Mexico. That's no, gonna be your brother got married in Mexico. That's right. It's going to. Be, I I will have had zero fun probably. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, come on! Mexico's great. <laughs> you don't know you're drunk. Until you're you eat that worm. I don't wedding. drink. You don't want to be on record saying you had no fun at your brother's You don't want to be like Willem Dafoe slipping that worm in, into your creepy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, here's the thing. Is that like this is pretty much I like how the worm isn't the creepy part of that equation. It's <laughs> Willem <laughs> Dafoe. It's such a close up. Willem Dafoe is the creepiest part of that sentence. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> <laughs> He's so dirty in that thing. Willem Dafoe shows up in Born on Fourth of July in Mexico. Right. After Tom Cruise. I just figure everybody they see that it's gonna be this movie and they race out I have a feeling. I have a feeling that doesn't happen. And I then, think here's what's going to be happening with this with this show. The rentals of Tom Cruise movies are going to go through the roof every ten days, as people see what the next movie is, and run to see it. I got to see this movie before these guys talk about it. So everybody's now seen. Born, so we don't even have to explain what it's about. It's true. I think we. I think it wouldn't hurt. All right, Chris, because explain what it's about. I, look, I, I agree. Maybe 99% of the people will be racing to see these movies. But for that 1% that's left, all right, you, you know one, I'm all about supporting the 1%. You love the 1%. You can't even get enough of the 1%. 99% of you is about the 1%. Yeah, somebody's got to think about the needs of the 1% for a change. All right, so the 1%. I'm here to do that. Help the 1% out with an explanation of what, what happens. Like, you want me to summarize the whole movie? Yeah. In the as fewest fast words as po- possible? As fast as possible, yeah. <laughs> Uh, young Ronnie Kovac We see him grow up Kovac Kovic Kovac Vic Alright forget it I'm already off the rails I don't know All what right. I'm talking about Kovic goes to Vietnam yeah. Goes to Vietnam Gets, gets paralyzed hurt. He comes back Yeah he's paralyzed He's in a wheelchair From the chest down Yeah He's in a wheelchair There's no place left for him in, in, in America so he goes to Mexico and he meets Willem Dafoe, right. who's like the Zen master of paralyzed World War Two. Uh, World <laughs> War Two. Had pop wheelies. Vietnam, Vietnam man. Vietnam. He has uh, tequila. Yeah. And he sucks that worm down. Now, I have never understood the relationship between worms and tequila. Does anybody here have any insight for me? There are worms at the bottom of tequila bottles. And why is that? I don't know. Possibly yeah, from the agave that they make tequila from. Yeah. Yeah, you're asking the wrong person. I don't drink. You know what? <laughs> which is what th- which is why that trip to Mexico is going to be. Is it in every no, bottle no. or every shot? You know what? I do know why. Let me hear okay. it. Okay. They get tequila from agave nectar, which is a plant that grows in Mexico. In every leaf of agave, there's a worm. It takes one leaf of agave to make a bottle of tequila. To show that it's legit, worm in the bottle. Any questions? There's a worm in every leaf? In every <laughs> agave leaf, there's a worm. 
Wow. That sounds yeah. is that Oh, that's a hundred percent true. Really? Oh yeah. You are aware that this the listeners can Google this so they can call I don't you. know what Google means. <laughs> Google. Listen. I know this stuff from It's another G. It is another G. Ask me any questions about tequila yeah. and worms. You give me any word, I'll tell you how many G's are in it. <laughs> Apple. Zero. He's right. Give the whole podcast just be this. What? Let's hear it. Let's give me another word. Orange. Uh, one. That's okay. pretty good. Let's do it again. Aggressive. Uh, three. Oh, two. He's pretty good at this. Assignment. Oh, assignment. Uh, seven. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Seven. Silent seven. Yeah. Ask me anything about tequila, man. I know all about it. Um, what is your favorite kind of tequila? Yeah. The red kind. All right. Uh, how do you get? How do you ask for the red kind? Is there a special name other than the red kind? Yeah. Is it fruit punch? Can I have the fruit punch tequila? Are we doing this in English or Spanish? Is you say "Hey tequila" and a giant tequila bowl crashes through the wall. You say "Tequila rojo, por favor." Red tequila. Okay. Any other questions? No, there's no more questions. All right, we move on about that. But no, we're gonna go, we're gonna go back to this we'll because. We meet Willem Dafoe. He sucks that worm down. It's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise says, I think these are my kind of people. And by my kind of people, I mean guys that are also paralyzed in wheelchairs. And With PTSD. Uh, exactly. So he's, we see him and he's got a, she's got a shot glass. I see there's a scene where he like sticks his finger in. And I feel like, oh, he's, he's, he's digging that worm out. I'm not sure that's what's happening. Right. A few scenes later, he's sucking the worm down, like just like Willem Dafoe. And then the movie ends. Happily perfect, ever after. Perfect movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of those perfect movies. I feel like about. watching it, it didn't break down that way. Like, I feel like the, I, I timed it. Like, the first half hour, he is, um, they're dealing with, like, they're setting the scene of, this, like, this perfect Americana. Yeah, he's the all-American boy, yeah. all-winner all the time, except for when he's wrestling. He loses that one wrestling match. He's crushed. Yeah. And then he joins the He volunteers the to fight the war because of John F. Kennedy. He's injured and in Tom the war. Berenger. And Tom Berenger. That's right. <laughs> he's injured in the war. He's paralyzed. And then the rest of the movie is him having his mind changed about the war and about the United States government and the way it treats its veterans. Yeah, love it or leave et it. Love it or leave it. Love it or leave it, man. Love it or leave it. Love it or leave it. Okay. So here's my first question. Tom Cruise's <laughs> voice in this movie is particularly high. That's one of my notes. And yeah. I'm wondering if this, I, I also <laughs> made that. Note. I wonder if they filmed it before Rain Man because Rain Man, his voice had dropped. I don't think he went through puberty between his <laughs> movies. I think he was purposely affecting a high pitched yeah, voice. Yeah. I think that was his way of making him, him, him like aging himself. I just think it's possible Ron Kovic, a real person, has a high voice. I don't know. That might be true. That's true. I didn't his, do the research. I feel like his voice I was does so get deeper. busy looking up tequila stuff. I thought we were. I thought it was Tom Cruise from uh, Endless Love era. Yeah, super young. Yeah, with All right, the voice. So we're, we're agreement. His voice was high. Yeah, because yeah. his voice gets deeper. I think as the movie goes on, doesn't it? I don't think it does. Or does I it mean, just stays that high. It was mostly, especially high, when he's yelling at his mom when he's drunk. Oh, that's right. And he's like penis, penis. Like it's it's like super <laughs> high pitched. <laughs> the most hilarious scene <laughs> in the entire movie. The origin of the penis game. You're so immature. 
Well, he is younger than us. It's true. Yeah, he is. Well, because despite his, w- what's great about that scene is specifically him yelling "penis." Is that like to his mom? Like that's the worst thing. Yeah. How could you be yelling that word? Yeah. And no, the, his doesn't even work. <laughs> the hilarity. And that's the point he's trying to make is it doesn't. Yeah. Like. Isn't that a little bit more significant here? The hilarity from that scene comes from the fact that it is played incredibly straight and it's really a morbid scene. Oh, it's it's terrible. She's kicking him out of the house. Yeah, Yeah. it's You're drunk! Emotionally wrenching scene. It's terrible. She becomes a very unlikable character at that point. She was was pretty unlikable unlikable early on. But it shows like that's just... I think that was a very common attitude. Nobody understood what these guys went through and that they... Right. Needed help. Well, the dad was trying. His, yeah, the dad got it, but... No, the mom was unlikable from when he gets home. Well, his dad didn't even want him to go. Right. But no, he didn't, was say, he didn't say anything, but he was just kind of like, yeah. No, he says go to Mexico. The dad well, says... He wants him to go to, I'm saying to the war to begin with. Right. Like, he's mm-hmm. not... He is not agreeing when Tom Cruise is... Like, we got to go over there, right? It's the right thing to do, well, right? Leave it. And, 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 and his dad's just kind of like not answering and yeah. his mom's like yeah we gotta get those communists yeah love it or leave it <laughs> they say that a bunch of times i didn't make that up that's not my expression and then you can take your vietnam shove it up your ass <laughs> is what the guy tells him in the va hospital yes rocky carroll right who, is that the name of the guy who tells him the th- actor okay. right he's the one who's saying he's the nurse He's saying, listen, man, I don't care about this war. Yeah. There's other stuff going on. Civil rights, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's Rocky Carroll from the show Rock. Mm. There's there, That scene in particular I thought was, I don't know if it was out of place, but it was like there. there's that whole movie, the whole beginning of that movie, obviously where they're running through, where he's he's living in like this this ideal state of, of like Americana, like everything is perfect and everything is peaceful and everything makes sense to him. And then, then there's that whole, that whole portion in the beginning. I always have an issue with, because the fact that, um, the, even when people thought things were perfect during that time, things were absolutely horrible and they don't address it until further on in the movie, obviously. But then when it, when it does come, it comes like all at once. Like when uh, he when he hurts himself or when he when he gets injured and he's put into the hospital and even the nurses are pretty uh, harsh with him in in him dealing with his new reality. I think the argument there is that we're seeing this through his eyes. All this experience is we're going through Ron Cope's right. experience, so he doesn't know this stuff until he sees it. So we're all getting it at once as well. Maybe. No, no, I think that's exactly what they're doing. But it is. Um, they're I think sho- yeah, they're showing you the pristine, clean. Lie, and then right. sh- and then shattering, exposing it. So right. you, ha- you can't you can't show any of the bad stuff at the beginning. It's, yeah. it's all picture perfect. Yeah, he was born on the Fourth of July, man. Yeah, that's I think the most difficult thing to believe in this movie. That and one other piece of information. That okay, come on, really? You were born on the Fourth of July? Well, maybe the guy was Tom Cruise. He's was a born real guy. Third of July. He's yeah, a real guy. Right, that right, makes Kobe. more sense to me. Thomas Cruise Maypother the Fourth. That's his real name. Did you know that? No. What is it? Thomas Cruz Maypother the Fourth. That's my man's real name. I'm actually surprised that Cruz is like a real part of his name. Like that wasn't not, more. Not of just a that. He's the fourth one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. See. 
That's why we. That's why we do this show. <laughs> it's to a let spread Tom Cruise know. awareness. Yeah, it's important because no, not enough people know about Tom Cruise. And there was another Maypother in this movie in the credits. No, not enough people know about. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> I wasn't ignoring you. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is not known well enough. People need to know his real name, mm. and they need to know about every movie he's been in. People don't. Actually, know. I was telling you. I was telling you this via email when we were setting this up. I did. I didn't realize how many Tom Cruise vehicles I had seen. Like how many movies that were centered around. So by vehicles, you mean the airplane from Top Gun, the car from Days of Thunder, the motorcycle from Top Gun. I, I, I like the what you're doing here, from but I, I seriously just mean. From Born of the Fourth of July. <laughs> I seriously just mean movies that were made for well, you the mean sake movies? of. Say movies, man. No, but I mean like movies that <laughs> specifically are made to get Tom Cruise out there and to be like, hey, Tom Cruise is the driving force behind this, this movie. I've example. seen a lot of them. For example, Por ejemplo. Um, the Mission Impossible. I, I've, seen, I've seen all the Mission Impossible movies, which I didn't realize I had seen. I had seen... I saw it and I realized it. <laughs> I saw all of them. Yeah, I, did, I didn't consciously <laughs> go seek out all the Mission Impossible movies. They just right. kind of happened. I think the only one I really remember is the one that was... Th- I think one of them was a John Woo movie, right? Yeah, Mission Impossible 2. We'll get to it. Fans, listeners, we're going to get to it. <laughs> yeah, we're Give s- us we're time. We are getting, See, for maybe one of the first times in the history of the show, we're getting way off topic now. Oh. Because <laughs> we're, ta- we're supposed to be talking about Born on the 4th of July. You're right. But this, I really want to know... This is seriously the only... The, the, the furthest off track you've gone. <laughs> we're still... <laughs> I want to know what other movies... What other vehicles, Tom Cruise vehicles, you're talking about? I don't think Minority Report would have been made if I, I could be wrong. That's a Steven Spielberg joint, yo. That's true, but they could have had uh, Jason Lee in it. Did <laughs> you just go with another Scientologist? I didn't even think of it that way. <laughs> that was not even in my mind. I just thought of that. It seems like bad casting. Vince Vaughn, Will Smith. Sure, why not? What are the Scientologists that we know? Beck. Yeah. Yeah, they could have made Jeff that movie Beck. with Beck. Or uh, the lady from The King of Queens, who's not a Scientologist anymore. Let's see how far I didn't off. know any of this. Let's see how far off topic we can get. Tom Cruise has done a pretty good job of making me think like, make me, like he's the only Scientologist that I John know. John Travolto. Yeah. Oh, yes. There's a lot of them. Adele Dazeem himself. There's that uh, Elizabeth Moss from uh, Mad Men. That's right. Okay, Some well, people say that it's... Uh, John Travolto could have been in Minority Yeah, Report. totally. Some people say it's just like a network of actors and like a TV Hollywood network. People. Yeah, CW, Fox, <laughs> ABC, Scientology. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Sci-Fi Channel. The Sci-Fi Channel. They spell Scientology with a Y, like the Sci-Fi. That's channel. right. USA characters welcome. TBS very funny. TNT we know drama. Any other ones? NBC welcome home. ABC it's a network. <laughs> CBS, you gotta watch something. CBS, Bang Bang Brothers, Bazingo, CW, right? <laughs> WWB, that frog. Remember that thing? Yep. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even a network anymore. But it was. It yeah. became the CW. Platypus Man. CWWW. Yeah. That's what they really should be calling it, C-dubs. They should just call it the C-dubs network. I just realized what the CW is missing. They don't have Michigan J-Frog. That's what they're missing. That's what does C-W stand for? It's still W, I assume, is still war- is Warner? I think. 
The WB was Warner Brothers, wasn't it? Was WB it? is Warner Brothers, and it was it. They tie they they teamed up with UPN, which was United Paramount Network, I believe. Okay. So I don't know what CW is. So UPN somehow turns into a letter C. W. Cablevision is Cablevision involved. AOL Time Comcast? Warner was a thing for a while, right? Could it be Compact Comcast? Comcast Warner? Warner's maybe. No, because Comcast is like a broadcast, uh, uh, like a yeah, like um. So is Netflix a provider? They're like so is Netflix, but they produce content. This is where Google would come in handy, but I know you've never heard of Google. I've never heard of Google. Can I look it up on Yahoo? Three Gs. <laughs> you can you can look it up on the Ask. No, Alta Vista. Alta Vista. I'm gonna yeah. check it out on Alta, Alta Vista. Vista. Bing it. I could also Bing it. One G. Or we could just figure it out. <laughs> One G. <laughs> I think it's I think CW stands for can you watch it? Can watch. Can, can watch. watch. The Can Watch Network. I'm not looking it up anymore. Not worth it. So born on the 4th of July. Yeah, how's about it? All right, quick assessment. Yeah. Have anyone had, had any of you seen it before we watched it for this purpose? Nope. I have not. All right, I saw it when I was a kid. I rewatched it. Thumbs up or thumbs down on Born on the Fourth of July? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Right. Give him a thumbs up, but it's a slightly diagonal thumbs up. I have some problems. We'll, well get to that. Well, it's yeah, well, it's, it's not without problems, but yeah, it's, it's a gut punch. Well, I knew what was coming. It's several. I'd seen it when I was a kid. I, I knew that it was a. I knew that bad things were in store for our hero. Yeah. Ronnie Kovic. Yeah, I, I didn't know actually because I I didn't know what the movie was about. Um, I knew. What did you think it was about? Born. I I don't really know. I didn't really think about it. I went I went in there with a completely open mind, totally I, blind. Yep. not a clue. That's why the the first half hour where they're going through this idealistic looking um, life that 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 he lives, it it bothered me. But then I saw. <laughs> But then I saw it was directed by Oliver Stone. And I was yeah. like, oh, wait, this is going to come crashing down. I should stick <laughs> yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, Oliver Stone paints with a pretty broad brush. Yeah. He's, he's, not, like he's not a subtle man. There's nothing subtle Listen, in it. You know, we shouldn't be sexist about things. So enough talk about all the pretty broads. It's a pretty broad brush. <laughs> no right, subtlety. Fine. I can hear people unsubscribing from iTunes as we talk now. Hey, love it or leave it. After that kind of language. Hey, <laughs> cruising together. Love it or leave it. You have to say it higher. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> love it or leave it, man. There, there you go. go. There we go. That's our new, that's going to be our new uh, catchphrase uh, promotional. It's going to be hashtag love it or leave it, love man. Love it or leave it. He says it so fast, too. He does. He does. It's true. All you right. Can, you can believe it. You, you believe this? You believe it? You believe it? I can't believe what he just said to me. That is, that's pretty good. Yeah, that sounded like a clip from the movie. Yeah, it's almost like I had it on my soundboard, which I don't. But it's almost like I did. Just record Chris doing it. Yeah, man. And now it's on button. your soundboard. Press the button. Beep. I can't believe what he just said to me. Beep. Love it or leave it. I, I sh- you should. I could have beeped again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I stopped the recording. Oh. You want to start recording again? I didn't know that the beep. I thought it was like you were pressing another. No. It's one beep to record, one beep to For stop For those recording. out on podcast land, Greg is not actually pressing a button. What? Sorry. I had to blow your spot. I'm pressing all the buttons. 
every button. That sound didn't just come out of my mouth. Uh, ever oh, ever wait. heard of uh, the magic of theater? Wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ever heard of the magic of theater? <laughs> you ever heard of it? The magic of theater? Pick a card. Any card. Yeah, pick a card. Is this your pen? <laughs> Boom. The magic of theater. Stages. Do you have your card? Seats. Speakers. Do you have your card? None of this is happening. Curtains. We're, we're recording on pick a cans card. with string. Pick a card. Pick a card. Any card. Any card. Don't let me look at it. Don't let him look at it. Do you ha- Let me look at the card. It's a two of diamonds. Show don't it's a great. say oh. what the card is. Take, do it again. To reshuffle that deck. <sighs> okay. All right, okay, here is, we go. That deck was shuffled <laughs> so Randy, well. Randy, yeah, take a card. I am going to look the other way. Okay. Show me the card. All right, I see the card. Do you do you have it? Do you know what card it is? Yeah, it's the three of diamonds. Oh, oh my god, this guy's so bad at magic trick participation. You're the one that's supposed to be doing the trick. I can't be bad at this. I'm All right, the... I'll Chris. Show All me. Right. Let's. I'll do the trick. All right, here, take a card. Wait, let me shuffle it again. Yep. <laughs> All right. That's not have, a great shuffle. But now, please remove shuffle. one of the cards right. from this perfectly fanned out presentation I've put in front of it's your amazing. face. It's amazing. All 52 in a perfect fan. I've taken Face card. down so that I can't see. Should I show it to Randy? No, because then he'll tell everybody okay. what it is before Good we can point. complete the trick. Good point. Have you memorized the card? Of course I have. Please place it back into the deck anywhere you like. It is placed. Would you like to shuffle it, or is my shuffling adequate for you? I'm... Your shuffling is groovy. Okay. Okay. I am sifting through this deck of cards here. Um, I'm tossing some cards aside. Yeah, you're really going nuts. You're like tossing them so left and away. right. Um, it's like a... Who's going to clean this up? It's yeah, like a cartoon squirrel eating... Uh, like, there's just refuse everywhere. I, you know what? I give up. I, I don't see it anywhere in here. I'm throwing them all on the ground. Yeah, but that one card, they're Wait all Wait a minute, Greg, up. Greg. Hold Greg, on, what's, that in your, what's that in your pocket? My pocket? Holy, holy crap, it's my card. I thought it was going to be that one card that's face down. No, that is a random pile of cards I dropped. It's a, but they were all, it's weird, is they were all face up except for one. Well, you'd have to be a magician to make something like that happen. Fair point. The best part about the card showing up in my pocket is Chris is 30 feet away from me right now. It's pretty amazing. I was sitting here watching the whole thing, and I didn't see anything. You're so unimpressed. I know. You know, it's, this, this, isn't a, this isn't a magic podcast. I'm not here to watch magic. The magic of theater, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is why they call it the magic of theater. Think about, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Randy, I want you to think about the magic of theater okay. for about a minute or so. Okay. We're going to take a break. We're going to be right back. It's that time again, Chris Giruso. Time to take a break. Time to take a break and take care of some cruising together business. What is the first thing on the list of things? The website, hatterentertainment.com slash cruising, where people can listen to the full archive of shows and donate to support the show. That would be rad. What would be the second piece of information? They can download, they can subscribe on iTunes. Yeah. And leave comments 
and reviews. Review it five, read it five stars and leave a review. Real, fun, inspiring, any of those words count. Any of them. Any of them. You can and for this particular episode you could say born. So you go born instead of fourth? Born. Born instead of fourth? Fourth is like may the fourth be with you. Right. Which just passed six days ago. Yeah. Because and I Star- can't think because, of any other month to put in this sentence. Because Star Wars needs more attention. Sure does. It needs an, it needs more people celebrating it. Not very many people know about it. Yeah, it needs a day to be celebrated. Sure does. All on its own. May the fourth. There's no Tom Cruise Day. There's no nobody celebrating Cruise Day on July third, which is Tom Cruise's birthday. Maybe now is the time where we make that happen. All right, this episode's coming out May 10th. We have two months to figure out how to celebrate Cruise Day. We'll write to our congressmen. All we'll, the congressmen. We'll write to the president. All of them. We will write to... The all, right people. Yeah, the people that are in charge of making holidays. Let's get the campaign started, guys. The National Association of Holiday Makers so, of so America. So far, here's what we want people to do. Listen to the show. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Rate the show. And write letters to their congresspeople. And speaking of writing letters, people can write us letters. How can they do that? Well, you, there's a link at the website, hatterentertainment.com slash cruisin', or just email cruisin' at hatterentertainment.com. It's that simple. Or or they could tweet at us. They can, at Cruisin' Show. Boom. Boom. It's all there. Shall we plug some things? We don't have a letter to read this time. So we can go right into plugs. Let's go right into it. What do you got, Chris? Well, as I say on every episode, please buy my books, the G-Man graphic novel series, and the newest book, the G-Man Super Journal. You can buy them on Amazon. You can buy them in bookstores like Barnes & Noble. You can go to IndieBound.org and find a local independent bookstore. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. But the easiest way is probably one of the other ways I mentioned. Whatever's easiest for you. I'm saying there's many options. They're all easy. Please buy them if you have kids or know anybody with kids. Or are kid yourself at heart. Hey, they're appropriate from kids of ages 5 to 105. Hey. 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 What about? Hey. Hey, what? 5 to 106. Uh-oh, because that rhymes with pick-up sticks and a hundred and oh, picks. picks. Yeah, I have a book called Picks, One Weirdest Weekend. Wow, you'd think I would have picked up on that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Find out more about everything I do at HatterEntertainment.com and specifically the pick stuff at PicksComic.com where if you enter coupon code CRUISIN, you get 15% off the paperback or the digital PDF, or the combo pack of the digital and the PDF. That's a great deal. It's a great deal. So get it while you can get it. Act now. Hey, that reminded me, I didn't say my website. ChrisGComics.com for anything G-Man or Chris G related. Glad you got that in, because we're about to talk about our guest. Randall Trang. Randall Trang. I'm going to read, he provided us something to say. 
I will read it. We don't have to make up anything ourselves. We're going to mention that he writes and draws his own comic, Roller Girl and the Flying Sidekick, which is about a roller derby player who fights aliens with the help of her martial arts instructor. Sounds pretty awesome. Action-packed. And he is a martial arts instructor, Randy. So he knows a thing or two about how to translate that. Talk about write what you know. Yeah, right? Yeah. What? That? Yes. So the first three chapters of this epic, Roller Girl and the Flying Sidekick, are available at randalltrang.com, R-E-N-D-A-L-L, Trang, T-R-A-N-G.com. He's on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, at that same name, minus the dot com. And then he says, say something nice about me or something or not. He is a nice guy. I like him. Very much. And I think he was a great guest. Things get, you know, last episode, there was, well, two episodes ago, right? There was some serious. There was some serious. And this episode. Things get a little bit serious. Things get a little bit serious, but like in a good way? In an enlightening way. Shall we get back to the enlightenment? Let's get to it. We're back, ready for round two. I wanted to be a good American. I wanted to serve my country. I couldn't wait to fight my first war. We got him, we got him! That's the word, don't fall. Daddy, the soldier! Every war has been passed to a new generation of Americans. Brother's a hard worker, Tommy. Win or lose. School, sports, life. As long as you do your best. That's what matters to God. First off, young men, let's get one thing straight. There is nothing prouder as a United States Marine. Our dad's got to go to WW2. This is our chance to do something. You should think about what you're doing. You could get yourself killed. Did you ever think about that? Please help me, Jesus. Help me to make the right decision. Sometimes I just like to stay here and never leave. But I gotta go. 13,000 miles. It's a long way to go to fight a war. Don't you know what it means to me to be a Marine, Dad? Ever since I was a kid, I've wanted this. I wanted to serve my country. I want to go to Vietnam. I'll die there if I have to. You said Nam. You did say Nam. This is the official song of Vietnam. (laughs) This was not in the movie. Nope. Hear me? Chicago, as of an Alice in Wonderland quality about it. Things are getting and curiouser and curiouser. Come on, get up there. Get up there. Keep going. Keep going. Come on. Somebody stop. Children, what's outside? We gotta look what's going on. They're gonna play the whole movie. They're gonna play the whole movie. Tom Cruise is in a wheelchair. Yeah, this trailer's pretty much taking us through the whole movie. Yeah, it's like almost way from the scene to scene. Lost a little hair. I get so much resistance from behind. There's the look at the creepy mouse. That must be the TV edit for the trailer. We are here to tell the truth. It's a little bit like John Babcock right there. Or, uh, 
what's his name? Crosby. Yeah. Bill Crosby. Yeah, that was Bill pretty Crosby. much the, that was the whole movie. That was the whole movie. Which, well, first, before we get to the movie, Randy, we took a break. Yeah. You were supposed to think about the magic of theater. Yeah, thought about it. What do you have? Give us your thoughts on the magic of theater. Still doesn't make any sense to me. Do, do you at least understand you don't tell the audience or, or you show the audience but not me what the card is? But how are they going to see what the card is? You show it to uh, them. I can't show it to them. This is a podcast. No, you show it to me. That's what Greg is here for. That's I'm the I'm the surrogate. I don't get it. Well, I'll never get it. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. You just don't get it. You just don't get it, man. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Now it's time for a breakdown. Mm. Let's break down Born on the 4th of July What are your Top toms For this movie It's time for top toms Randall Top Toms, where we talk about our top Tom Cruise moments of the movie. Where did Tom Cruise shine? Hold on a second. Just by the look on his face, I want to tell him. The name of the group that sings that song is the Tom Tom Club. Pretty that, good, huh? Yeah, no, that's... Does it make a little more sense no, now? No, that makes more sense. All right. <laughs> like how you read that. Read that immediately off my face. Like, why did you use that song? Like a page with words on it. Mm. Words that said, why that song? So, question mark. I'll start. All right. My top Tom, Tom Cruise, drunk at a bar, dancing in his wheelchair, was awesome. (laughs) That was definitely a candidate for my top Tom list. That whole, like, just jerking his head back and forth was tremendous. He's working that... uh, (laughs) He's he's working that ch- above the chest region that was not paralyzed <laughs> he's, he's for fake. all it's worth. And he's like, I just want to dance, man. Like when they're trying to get rid of him. Yeah. I just want to dance, man. Dance with that like thirteen-year-old girl. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, and he just wants to take her to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And why is a thirteen-year-old girl in a bar? I don't know. I don't know. But that's my top Tom. Chris, we'll give we'll give Randy some time. He's still comp compulate. Compulating the, uh, Compulating the the magic of theater. <laughs> yeah, let, we'll allow him to continue to compulate. Yeah, let him <laughs> compulate that. What do you got? My top Tom is Tom fights Willem Dafoe in the middle ah, of nowhere in Mexico. That's pretty good. And I, yeah, when I when I when I picked it, I was like, that's got to be like, what else would anybody pick? Because it sticks out. Yeah. Uh, wheelchair dancing. Sure. Wheelchair fighting is better. Sure. Than wheelchair wheelchair fighting is good, but. With Willem with Dafoe, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. in Mexico, in the I middle think, of nowhere. I think I was so thrown off by them spitting in each other's faces. Yeah, they do it back and yeah. forth like 20 times. Yeah, it's yeah. so gross. Before they ever throw hands, they're yeah. just spitting at each other. Well, that's, you know, first first weapon. And <laughs> disease. And it's just it's just so weird because like Willem Dafoe is so fixated on Tom Cruise proving that he was in Vietnam and how many babies did you kill? <laughs> yeah. No, he really yeah. wanted him to kill. He's like, like you bet. I bet you didn't kill any. You ever babies. kill a baby? Yeah, yeah. Like, how many babies did you kill? Like, no, it's like it's a contest. Yeah, yeah. I bet you how didn't many... kill any babies. That's. I wonder what said. kind of outtakes they had there. Like, how many times did they have to say, like, you know, you, they just start laughing in the middle of that scene? Well, 
This hilarious. They're wacky Ron, bloopers. Ron, yeah. Kov- Ron Kovics is on the other side of the camera. You just be like, why is he laughing about? I yeah. actually did this. Ron Kovic and Oliver Stone are just cackling. That was such a great take. Do it yeah. more serious this two, time. Two, Say, two actual Vietnam War yeah. veterans. See if you can put killing babies into three more sentences. Yeah, Willem Dafoe's fake mustache falls off and they just lose it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to call you out right there. It's a real mustache. Okay, thank you. Don't Speaking turn of, this into something ridiculous. You're right. You're right. So, Randy, you're saying he took your top tom? Oh, yeah. Do you have a Should backup top button? tom? Uh, let me see. You don't have to. I'm just asking because that's my job as one of the co-hosts. I'll tell you what I thought was very typical of a Tom Cruise movie. Sure. Was the fact that at the beginning he's doing a whole lot of exercising. He's doing a lot of box jumps and uh, rope sure. climbing. Yeah. And... Um, would you argue that Tom Cruise is fit? Would you say that he's in good shape? Yeah. I would agree. Of course he is. Why Tom Cruise is in good shape. I think he Why got himself into really good shape for this I film. I think, yeah. I think that unlike all his other movies where he gets himself into really good shape, in this movie he got himself into really good shape. Well, you have to if you're playing the role of a, of a, a, marine. a marine. Yeah. That's true. And before he was even a marine, he was a wrestler. He was a baseball player. He had that upper body strength. You see him climbing those, those ropes, ropes hand over hand, hand climbing over that hand. wall with the pegs. Yeah, the sticks in the that pegs. That was intense. Yeah, yeah. I actually like. I was wondering in that because in that wrestling scene, he's wearing track pants. Do people wrestle in track pants? Maybe well, in the sixties. I, 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 yeah, I wondered if maybe it was a different. different he's wearing, uh, he was outfit. wearing a singlet underneath it, and then like he had a track pants over. Maybe it was cold. They were in Massapequa. Where is that? Which it's on Long Island. Oh. Which, by the way, three Baldwin's were in this movie. Really, I saw yeah. Stephen. Stephen. At the lunch. Billy is in Vietnam. Like, he's one of the soldiers in Vietnam. And Daniel Baldwin is uh, pulling his wheelchair near the end of the movie. I didn't realize any of that. Three Baldwins who are <laughs> from Massapequa, Long Island. None of the Baldwins that people know. Uh, Everybody knows Billy Baldwin. I guess, yeah. Massapequa, Long Island. <laughs> you ever seen Backdraft? <laughs> I just dribbled all over myself. Yeah, because Backdraft, you're like, you feel the heat. You want to, like, cool like a fireman. Off. Yeah. Backdraft. Backdraft with uh, Robert De Niro? Yeah, Bobby. Some people call him Bobby. With uh, somebody Sutherland. Keefer Sutherland's Sutherland. dad. Yeah, Donald. Donald, Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Yeah. He's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Spoiler he alert. he is... <laughs> in case you go see this movie. <laughs> haven't seen you go it. see this crazy... It's been a while since he's been in a jail cell. Who's the lady in he's it? He's a bad guy. Who's the lady? I don't remember there being a lady. There's a lady in it. It looks like the lady from Wilson Phillips. It might even be like the most pretty one of Wilson Phillips. When was Backdraft? When was Wasn't it? Snake Plissken in it? I think he was. He was like the, the fire chief. He's the older brother, isn't he? I thought he was the fire chief, isn't he? He's the, he's the older brother to the Baldwin younger Billy brother. Billy Baldwin. And then he's like, that's my brother, damn it. I think so. Like, like he's, I, I don't remember who he says that and to. And then it there's a lady in it that fire. looks like China Phillips. It might be China Phillips. Greg, are you just saying that because our guest is of Chinese descent? Of course. Of course. Why wouldn't I say that? I'm also going to talk about the wrestler, China. <laughs> and any sort of fancy dishware that who, is called China. Who wins in a fight between dishware, China the wrestler, and China Phillips? Who wins in that fight? Or Do they China, have all China. their powers at their disposal? You're neglecting yes. China the country? I think well, they would win. Look, China the country is not a person. 
it's yeah, yeah it's over a billion people. I yeah, think they so would I, I think that's not really a fair fight. I think Have in that case, read a Batman comic there's, there's like no, when they yeah, as opposed to a mob, as, as opposed to fancy dishware versus the wrestler. China. That's right. <laughs> That'd be a fair fight. I'm saying it, it's ridiculous to even suggest China, the country, because we all know, of course, they would win. Why waste any time discussing that? Yeah, we're talking about a fair fight. There's no way China, the wrestler, could defeat China, the country, and we all everyone knows this. Here's already. why China Phillips wins. Is there? <laughs> okay. Here's why China Phillips wins because she. If she loses, she will hold on for one more day, and that day can make the difference, and she'll win. Wait, but you're but implicit in that that I'm saying she might lose the battle. She will not lose the war. So you're saying China the wrestler and China the plate could tag team defeat China Phillips day in and day out, but she'll always return, and that's why she wins. Yes, it sounds like a like the, an, a never ending losing streak. She'll never quit. She might never quit. So she'll never lose. But some people who don't quit also don't win. They just... Are you one of those people that gets like beat up and be like, nah, I had the moral victory? I've never been beat up in my entire life. Oh. Nobody's taken it to me. Nobody. That's kind of surprising. Love it that kinda, or leave it. That kind of surprises me. That's Top Toms. <laughs> favorite soul performer by the way soul performer yeah uh putting me on the spot give, give me some options make this multiple choice that was no, amazing never mind <laughs> the fans are gonna love it i didn't even see that was going until it was coming it was so good Woo. i was caught off guard last time yeah I have to fix that. Not this time. I have to fix that bumper so it doesn't fade and come back on James Brown. <laughs> James Brown. I just haven't had time. I'm sorry. I haven't had time. Chris, should we really stump Randy? Should we really stump him? Yeah, of course we should. Hit it. This ain't no disco. It ain't no country club either. Eating Crow. All right. This is Eating Crow, Randy. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun game where you have to answer this question. Okay. <laughs> Chris is composing himself because it's such an intense question. <laughs> Chris, you have to stop laughing. Because it's causing me to not ask. Well, the try to use your try to use your magic of your theater and pretend I'm not <laughs> laughing off mic. Randy, yeah. Which Russell Crowe movie would you eat if it was a sandwich? Should we give him time to think? No, I need an immediate answer. Very well. Think about it and Should give me your immediate answer. Do you need a little help? You want you want me to help uh, list some movies? Yeah. Go for okay. it. Okay, he was in Noah's Ark. He was in Noah's Ark. He was in Master and Commander. He was in Cinderella Man. He was in Cinderella Man. He was in uh, the one, not the informant. The Gladiator. He was in Gladiator. What's the one that's not the, inf- it's not, in, it's not, he was in LA Confidential. LA Confidential. He was, he was in, in Man of Steel. He was in Man of Steel. That's right. And Ameri- would you eat that as a sandwich? American Gangster? He was an American gay. Is that your answer? Yeah, we'll go with that one. All right. Give us the proudest and gayest and loudest of crows that you know. And crow. 
Fantastic. Nice job, Randy. Thank you. Now, can we talk about the prom scene? Of course we can. In Born on the Fourth of July? Yeah, with of course Kira we can. Set up. It's the prom. It's the Tom prom. Tom Cruise asks Kira Sedgwick, but she's already got a date because he told Styles, and we're going to talk about Styles. Styles that, was that Evil. his name? No, but he's, I think he's Stevie, but he's oh, plays Styles. He plays Styles and Teen Wolf. Okay. Look, there are two characters in this movie that I really want to get into, and that's Styles and Frank Whaley. Which Frank, one is Frank Whaley? Yeah, who's Frank, Frank Whaley? Is, is he the, the donut burger guy? Donut burger guy. The guy that makes the burgers, but he cuts out the middle and he saves uh, himself no, forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. That's Styles from Teen Wolf. Okay. Frank Whaley is the guy who, the other veteran. Oh, the other injured. Yeah, the guy that came back because yeah. he was injured. But he's not injured. He's just doing like yeah, I thought he, he got was, injured. Yeah, he but he's was. Fine. Yeah, he he did. He's the one who's like, I just do a lot of drugs, man. But he is arguably the star of Pulp Fiction, right? We can all agree. He plays Brett, the guy who's eating the hamburger. When Sam Jackson Look comes at in. The, big the star, brains on yeah, bread. the star of Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. He yeah, was the big brains on bread. What? Yeah. What? What's the new country I ever heard of? Do they speak English and what? That guy. Yeah, yeah. the guy who no. doesn't <laughs> say those lines, but who <laughs> the other hears guy. them. <laughs> yeah. the other guy in that scene that no one knows by an, obs- by an obscure guy <laughs> whose name I can't remember right now. Frank Whaley. Right. Who was also in a movie called Career Opportunity? But I'm saying the guy. I, we telling, just watched this movie and we just watched a trailer for it, and I can't pick him out of a lineup. He was in a movie called Career Opportunities, which I nominate for best uh, tank top in a movie. Look it up, folks. This is the highly contested award. Look up Career Opportunities. Who else else do you think would be a candidate for best tank top in a movie? Best tank top in a movie? God. Because um, you just said it was highly contested. Yeah, you would. uh, I would would go with Sigourney Weaver in Alien. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. uh, This is better. Okay. I mean, the only other exception. You're, You're apparently the expert. Maybe. Maybe Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Where's the tank top? That was a good tank top. Bruce, in a Bruce movie. Lee in in uh, Big Boss or Enter the Dragon or any of those. He's wearing. T- I thought he's just shirtless. Tom Cruise. Style. He wears. He wears a tank top in Big Boss and Chinese Connection, also known as Fist of Fury. I did not know that. Yeah, I'd have to see those. But I'm telling you, this one's better. Well, I think this the tank better. top in the movie Greg's talking about is was worn by a female. So as impressive as Bruce Lee is. Uh, maybe I, split look, the category up because Sigourney Weaver versus her is more of a fair. I'm just nominating. I think you're nominating the then. Yeah, I'm nominating career opportunities as best tank top in a motion picture. All right. You're nominating Bruce Lee. or No, no, Sigourney I'll go Weaver. with Sigourney Weaver. Okay. Chris, would you like to nominate someone? Not at this time. But before the end of the show, let's make it a let's make it a game. People could tweet at us. Yeah, because the last thing anybody wants is for me to be paying attention to what's happening as we're speaking on this podcast as it unfolds. Best I check out and brainstorm on the best tank top I've ever seen in a movie. What tank top just Get pops back to you at mind? the end of the next uh, 20, 30 minutes. What tank top just minutes. pops into your mind? I, I, nothing. In fact, I think I know the person wearing the tank top you're referring to is Jennifer Connelly. There's right? a tank top in the movie. I'm not going to get any more specific I'm gonna than assume, that. I'm going to assume Jennifer Connelly is wearing it. I'm not getting any more specific than that. Yes. <laughs> 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 anyway, that movie stars Frank Whaley, who's in Born on the Fourth of July, who's at the prom, prom scene. Okay. So, Tom Cruise, am I still on? Can you still hear me? Yes, I can still hear you. 
Tom Cruise uh, tells his idiot friend Styles he's got a, he's he's got a girlfriend in Canada or something. Yeah, not Canada, but Another it's school. basically the equivalent of like, oh yeah, my girlfriend. She uh, goes to she goes to you, a different school. You wouldn't know her. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's actually got a girl. Like I don't know if they're boyfriend girlfriend, but they're clearly. We we met them as little ch- as children, and she had the crush on him all the way through. Right, but then there's a scene right after that where she's with some other dude, and he's like looking on, longingly. Really? Yeah. What, before before the prom? Yeah, I didn't well know that. Well before the prom, I missed that. Like the scene right after they kiss that one kiss on his birthday, and then he the st- and then he starts doing push ups like a maniac. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to see how many push ups I can do? It's like, what'd you what'd you think? Eh, I don't know. Want to see me do some push ups? I'll say this. If Tom Cruise was actually in that scene, that would have been one of my top Toms because it's so absurd. Yeah. But it, it, it was a kid playing I was young. Like, I was like, oh, come on, man. Make out with her. He doesn't know. He's All a kid. night. He doesn't know. And that's the big regret, right? I wish Tom Cruise, I wish Tom Cruise was in that, that scene now. They'd probably do it now with the, like the CGI. CGI. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Would, that, would, that would further the whole uh, incorrect rumor, I would guess, that he is, that he is homosexual. Would it? Yeah, he's like he's kissing a girl, and he's just like, "Nah, forget that. Look at these push-ups." <laughs> I feel like no matter what he does in a movie, I don't know what rumor he's talking about. But there's a rumor that Tom Cruise is actually a gay man. I've never heard this rumor, and let's just you know, let's not add any but I'll fuel to that fire. I'll say this: if somebody wants to believe it, it doesn't matter what roles he plays, they're going to believe it. There's a list of Hollywood actors. That everybody says are secretly gay. He's just one of them. Right. Who is the, who who, who is the keeper of this list? Who decides? Who decides who is secretly gay and not? <laughs> I don't know. I just hear it. I'm I'm gonna say probably the haters. Well, we know what haters are gonna do. Haters are gonna hate. That's right. And write comments on YouTube. And players are gonna play, and a slider's gonna slide. These are the facts as we know them. So the prom scene. Maybe that's why he's um, trying to take that 13-year-old girl to, girl to Mexico because he she reminds him of like, oh, like I could have been making out with this 13-year-old girl when well, I was 13. Like height thing. Maybe, yeah, because she was the closest. He, was one, he could reach her face from yeah. his wheelchair, you're right. saying. So, you're, so I, I was suggesting a flashback to his youth, reminding him of that moment. But and I'm doing something that would probably upset somebody in a wheelchair, so I probably shouldn't have said that at all. I think I don't think either of our examples would be unupsetting. Chris, let's talk about this prom scene. Yeah. So, so he asks her. She says, "Oh, well, I'm going with this person because somebody told me you were going with this uh, this girl." And he's like, uh, "Well, no, yeah, well, no, I'm not. I'm real busy anyway. I'm busy. Yeah, I gotta not, leave. Not going and stuff." Point. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff to do before you go. Can't believe how many things I got to do before we go. So he's he decides I got to see her. I got to go. He runs there to the prom in in the the rain. rain. Anyway, before he makes the decision to run there in the rain, we see everybody's at the prom. The camera pans. It lands finally on Donna. We see that she's not happy with her date of choice, probably because now she realizes, oh, uh, the person I wanted to go with. Who I thought didn't want to come with me does want to come with me. I'm still stuck here. Stuck here. Yeah, she's stuck here. <laughs> so, 
So speaking of sucking, oh boy! Before the camera lands on her, a lot of sucking face. We pan across the floor. There's a couple making out, Furiously. viciously. Yeah, not viciously, Furiously. but romantically. We'll say. Furiously. Was it romantic? Yes. Then, Passionately. then the next couple we see, the guy is trying to mac out viciously, and the girl's pulling her head away. Like, come on, control yourself, be a gentleman. You get that vibe. The next couple we see. This guy is absolutely going to town on this girl's <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> it looked true. the first time I looked, I had to go back and watch a color. It looks like he's just like licking it, but he's, I think he's just like making out with her shoulder. Like I guess he's like, well, that's what you got to do. If that's what you get, you can see you just the order to. of succession. It's like this guy, he's no resistance, some resistance. Oh, okay, fine. I'll just do this then. <laughs> That was the observation? That was a standout moment to me. Like this guy, You made a note about it. I made a note about this guy <laughs> licking the girl's shoulder. Did. Well, I want to talk about things. Oh, and I thought it was a very clever way for Tom to avoid renting a tux because he still ends up at the prom <laughs> dancing with the girl that he wanted to dance with. Yeah, it's true. Doesn't it's need true. to so get a tux. They need to get a limo. Huh? You wouldn't change anything about that scene? Nope. All right. Well, I have some things I would, would change. Would you like to change something about that scene? No, but I have some things I would change about this movie, which means it's time to get into cruise control. This is a story about control. Cruise. And this time I'm going to do it my way. Cruise control, Randy, is a segment where we are in control of this movie, and we could change things about it if we see fit. Mm-hmm. So here's what I would change. First of all, I would delete the scene where, where Ron Kovic's mother says, Ronnie, I had a dream that you were talking in oh front of a group God. of a bunch of people. Yeah, I did not. Yeah. I don't know what you were saying. No way. But it was important. That's what made her unlikable, really. Oh. <laughs> the delivery of that line. Everything about that was bad. Then they repeated it then later. They, yeah, the, I, I don't like flashbacks in general when they're trying to hammer something home. And Oliver Stone is a fan of it, but... When they're trying to make a point like that, they, to to not only rewind and do 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 a flashback scene, but do one of a, a, of a delivery, flash forward, a delivery yeah. that is already so bad. Well, it's just a bad line. There's no way that actually was said. I don't think. Well, that uh, yeah, but it I, also I paints a, to the bigger problem I have, which is you're right. It points to the bigger problem I have, which is Oliver Stone paints with such a broad, heavy stroke. That everything in this movie is just led in with no subtlety at all. And then every plot line kind of just goes unresolved. Like, it <laughs> introduces a thing. That's a good way of putting it. And they just never, like, oh, here's this guy who played Styles. Uh, his name is uh, Stevie. He, they, they never mentioned word one about his werewolf friend. Never about his <laughs> werewolf friend at all. And you'd think, like, that's pretty important. Like, right. why didn't they send him to Vietnam? He was so good at basketball. Right, you could have wiped the floor. Well, no. if you want to send hear the guy who lost the wrestling match, yeah, yeah, send the guy who lost the wrestling match. Don't send the guy who's an amazing basketball player who's like making up for uh, uh, the guy from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Francis. But like, I think it would have been a, an interesting story to just follow those three guys and how they dealt with the war. So one of them opens a burger chain, the other one comes back and is doing drugs. But instead, of like it deals with them and then leaves them behind. 
and then it deals with Donna, and it just leaves her behind. Like we <laughs> never see her again. I feel like that was a resolved plot line. She's not interested in him. No, but she was interested in him becoming. <laughs> it's speaking for the cause. I like that. Right. Well, this in the middle of like, is. they actually. I, I had to rewind it like, wait, is there something, is there a glitch here? Because he's like, Donna! And before he even finishes screaming her name, they it cut cuts. to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. I think that, the, well, this movie was based on a book. Yeah. yeah on a, book. On uh, autobiography. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it was, I mean, it's it's really messy because that was what his life because was Because life like. is, is messy, Greg. I know, yeah. but movies are not I understand. Life. No, I, I'm agreeing with you. My change would I'd make it more like a movie. Yeah. That's and definitely get right. rid of that line of I had a dream. <laughs> well, see, but that's the most movie-like line in the whole thing. That's but it's true. so bad. Yeah. But that's – so I was wondering – oh, come on. That's just complete horse manure. Yeah. That, like, horse hockey. But then I was like, well, I wonder if his mom really did say that to – like, you know, then who's the idiot? I don't know, man. Don't then know. who's the idiot? Not me. 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 You. Idiot. Randy, what would you change, if anything? Um. Well, aside from what you mentioned, I do agree that it they could have made it more of a movie because I I think that the ending was what I had an issue with was because they made it seem like it was all tied up, like he, you know, like everything worked out well for him. He's yeah. now gonna um, give a speech. Gonna give a speech. I'm like, how does that That's resolve any solution. of his yeah. issues? This guy just gave a speech. He just had like the most harrowing, most like depressing life that we just watched <laughs> and then like you're telling me that it's all going to be okay now because he gave a speech like celebrity solved celebrity solved all of his issues yeah and yeah never mind the fact that you know all the other like physical limitations he had which were addressed in the movie but then again not resolved yeah <laughs> but i think that veterans are great now everything's great <laughs> for veterans yeah. so, that so you're saying there should have been the scene where he finally gets up out of that wheelchair <laughs> And wins the marathon. Wins that wrestling match. That At least have him on. see his parents. What, let's get something like, get out of this house. And we never see his parents again. We never see his brother. I feel like there's something happened with his younger brother who was against the war from the beginning. Yeah. he Something. He appears again, but he never has another line after that. Yeah. Once yeah. he leaves the house, though, they never see the family again. Like yeah. He goes to Mexico, and the family is no longer relevant to this well, guy's life. That and uh, what other things that I would change? Probably the 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 use of the word of the word that we discussed earlier. Yeah, it's it's bandied around a lot. Um, I I'm aware that it's like time specific and that it's accurate to the time, and people use it a lot back then. But it's you don't have to. Sh- they didn't have to show it as much, and I did, and because it sticks out to me, because it sticks out to me, and sure. to to my uh, my background and my heritage, it. Sticks out more to me, and I, I, I can tell when it doesn't actually further the story. It doesn't actually add anything to the movie. They're just saying it for this, for the sake of because they can, because they can. Take and, that, Oliver Stone. And the people that are offended by it can't really do anything about it. So right. Yeah. But True. this was what that was this the third movie in his like Oliver Stone's platoon came before this one. Right. What would be the third one? He had another one. I'm not remembering off the top of my head. He's not Full Metal Jacket. That's no, no, no. The other he, guy. He had he had another one that was not, not as intense as Platoon. Let me yeah. ask you this about the G word. Yeah. If that if it wasn't in the whole movie, is it? It's a good question. Is it offensive in the other way? Like, oh, you're just pretending like nobody ever was horrible. 
Yeah, I mean, like I, I think that it, it, I think that the way that they included it at the very beginning made sense, like to describe this is how the GIs talked about the locals or even the people that they were fighting, but they kept using it when it was like it was not necessary to, or they would like they they would basically throw it out as an expletive, like when they were angry or when they were uh, panicking, um, when they were getting mortared. They like I I don't know I, I I think it just sticks it sticks out more to me and I I can f- see ways that they didn't have to use it you know what I mean but I don't know because whenever whenever I say anything about that I always get from people is like well it was it's time specific it's you know important you know like you 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 should be able to use any word as long as it's important to the story and I say okay we'll go with that argument but then there are points where it's not important to the story but they use it anyway well this this exact same thing came up with uh. I think it was 12 Years a Slave, or was it Django Unchained? Django Unchained, mm. for sure. Right. Well, this is the thing, too, because like with, with Django and with um, 12 Years a Slave, uh, they took a kind of like a um, a poll of the people that actually watch that movie, and usually the only people that really watch movies like that are not black people. <laughs> you know, it's it's mostly white people that that watch those movies and get something out of them. Black people don't want to see movies where they're depicted as slaves and being called the n-word and all these other things they don't they're not interested in seeing that in and also Django is directed by a white guy right uh-huh. they don't want to they don't help they don't want to pretend like it doesn't exist that's not the point but it's you know they don't they don't <laughs> that's not the reason they go to the movie theater and watch a movie is to be bombarded with a message like that maybe if you taught it more in the classrooms you know that'd be a thing because I've never heard that that word described to me in the classroom is a thing like the g word like that that would never came up in school that comes up in like movies and stuff that i watch where they don't have a chance to explain how horrible of a word it is when i when i was growing up that word the g word Mm. was used to describe a specific kind of person and that was a person who smoked cigarettes (laughs) really really (laughs) that's interesting (laughs) And then, and I didn't know that it, what, it, what it, uh, the more terrible <laughs> meaning of it until I think I was a, a, a junior or senior in high school, and uh, I was in a cross country race, and a kid on another team used that word to describe an, uh, one of my teammates <laughs> that led to some post race, oh man, uh, fisticuffs, <laughs> and I was like. Like, why would, like, I don't even understand. Like, what? It's like, Jay doesn't smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Jay is the fastest guy on our team. (laughs) Smoking does not go well with long distance running. Was he Vietnamese? Korean. Yeah, of course. But if you're prone to be throwing that word around, I don't think you stop. You usually don't double check your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I first heard that word shouted at me from a moving car in middle school, as all you know great interactions begin. So I I I had no idea what that word meant. Obviously, when I first heard it, and I had to double check not with my parents who did not know the word either, or like any of my family members. I checked with my other white friends that would that would know what that word meant uh-huh. and how and like in context what it meant. So um, you know they're. I, my parents are refugees of the, the, the Vietnam War, but then I had uh, friends whose parents fought in the Vietnam War. 
So they're more, I guess, in tune with the uh, the racial epithets of the day. Right. Sure. But Chris, yeah, that 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 I guess like to to wrap it up that never wrap it up. There there are two there. I mean, there are multiple things I would change about <laughs> it, but those are the two most yeah. glaring ones. Yeah. Chris, what would you change? Well, now I feel like I have to agree. I would change that. <laughs> <laughs> or else you're a racist. Um, I would want more of it. <laughs> I want all the words. The G word, the K word, the C word. The Q word. Q word. The L word. Because there is a C word, although it's a name. I think that was during Korean War. Oh. Yeah. I don't have any like real good things I would change about the movie. You love it. It's your so, favorite movie. <laughs> um, I'm going to go against type here and make a joke. Great. I uh, would like to see the guy get up out of his wheelchair and walk at the end. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. I had actually one more note that I wrote down. Let's yeah. hear it. A little more Vivica A. Fox, please. Thank you. We'll see you all again. Sleep tight. <laughs>